Welcome back, podcast fans. I'm your host, Annette Hines, and this is Parenting Impossible, the special needs survival podcast. So this week, my guest is Brian Thomas. He's a young man who has achieved a lot. And I don't usually go in for what we call inspiration porn, meaning, oh my God, somebody with a disability has actually done something super fantastic. Let's cheer them on. And they're so inspirational. So the reason that that can be insulting is a lot of times people aren't actually celebrating the truth of the achievement, but rather it sounds very hypocritical. Well, not hypocritical. That's not the right word. What am I trying to say here? It's, it's like, let me, let me see if I can explain this with a visual because I'm very visual. When my daughter Elizabeth was young, she was a beautiful little girl, as everybody thinks their kid is. And, you know, she was extremely challenged. She was a wheelchair user. She didn't have much use of her hands, didn't talk, drooled a lot, had all these tubes and stuff sticking out of her, you know, went around with a lot of equipment, apparatus. Sometimes she smelled funky because, um, she was incontinent and uh, it took a lot to keep her clean. And, you know, she, she was blind. She had a beautiful smile, was very engaging. Don't get me wrong, but very off-putting to people who were not used to being in her world or being in a world with the profound disabilities that she had. So, when she would go to school or go to a group or sometimes even just be out in the grocery store, people would come up and they would start talking to her in, you know, baby talk and they would clap for her and they would say things like, what an inspiration you are, you know, just for being you. And that's what I mean by it's insulting because if I want to cheer Elizabeth on and be proud of something, I want it to be just like my other daughter when she's actually accomplished something when she had tried hard and had a success. Now for her, success looked different than it did for other people. And that was the key that many people who just didn't know her would be quote, celebrating her and saying, you know, what an inspiration you are to my life, Elizabeth. You know, maybe she did make people think twice about living with joy. Um, but for the most part, it to me felt like a lot of times people would come up and be, you know, the, the quintessential patting of the head it's it's just not cool. So um, in this case, though, <laughs> I have to say with my guest today, his story is inspiring. Uh, he did overcome a lot of challenges. And I was so grateful to have him on the show and be able to talk to him about all of the fun things about being an entrepreneur as well as being somebody with ADD. We, um, we talked about our moms. We talked about our growing up. It was had some similarities, lots of differences. However, there, were, there was definitely some synergy there in being able to share some experiences. And we talked about that impulsivity that you can have as a person with ADD. And he bounced from thing to thing to thing. Never stopped trying though. And one of the beautiful things about Brian is that he, when he got something going and it was working for him, he figured out how to help other people and get it working for them too. And I wanted him to 
stand up as that example of what it's like to you know, be in his shoes and to hit some success and also to be so generous, just unwavering in his generosity. And, and if I dare say love for his community, he is an ultra marathoner and um, he is doing what he calls the one in five ultra in order to raise awareness and money for his project. They're trying to get what he calls vanpreneurs, cargo vanpreneurs, uh, trained and started up in their own businesses. This is his passion. And again, he's taking what was successful for him and translating it for other people so that they can have some success too. The One in Five Ultra is a marathon run from Atlanta, Georgia to Chattanooga, Tennessee, raising awareness for neurodiversity on June 25th, 2022. And this young man is um, going to run it in sandals. Yikes. Um, And, you know, I'm so excited to support this effort. And I hope that you will consider supporting it too. What does it mean to own your own business as a person with a disability? I can speak for myself, which is a little different because I did make it through multi-levels of school and not everybody with my disability does that. But when you are your own boss and you are able to set your goals, you're able to go at the pace that you need to go. And you're able to see those small successes as your own successes. The world just opens up for you. The amazing thing about that is that when you have so many challenges that don't go well in your life and you start to see some some success, it really feeds on it. So Brian is a young man with a lot of joy. He is engaging and I just could not help practically jumping out of my seat, wanting to know how to get involved. And he made me think about how I can continue to use my own business to solve other people's issues and to bring them along. And employment is really one of the hugest challenges that faces the disability community. Underemployment and unemployment are at record levels for people with disabilities. They were in 2019 when the last data came out that I've seen. And there's so many reasons for that. I'm not going to go into it here. But if we can start tackling that, you know, a hundred people at a time, a thousand people like Brian wants to reach a thousand people. So as you start having that success, those folks are going to feed on that and share their knowledge with other folks in the community. Remember, one in five people in the United States are impacted by a disability or health concern that rises to the level of disability at least according to the definition. So when you think about that, that's 20%, 20% of the population. We've got to solve the employment issue, the employment crisis, because our country's productivity depends on it and our economy depends on it. We can't leave 20% of the population, some huge portion of which is employable out of the equation. Okay, so having said that, I would really like to think a little bit about moving my business forward like Brian has. And Brie just, you know, sowed some seeds in me and um, chewing on some ideas about how I can use special needs companies, both special needs family services and the law group to do more than just donating money, which is of course key, but really to get in there and to hands down um, be part of 
a solution in the business community. Okay, and what I would really love is some feedback. So those of you who've got the time, a couple minutes, some energy, hit me up, send me a DM, uh, send a message through. I would really love to know what you think about this episode, what you think about you know, some ideas about how our companies can move forward in this effort. And I hope that you find this as exciting and as inspirational as I did. Thank you so much for being on the show, Brie. Here we go. Welcome back, podcast fans. I'm your host, Annette Hines, and this is Parenting Impossible, the special needs survival podcast. And we are going to have an awesome show today because I have with me an absolutely incredible person. You are not going to believe all the things he's accomplished in his considerably short adult life. He's a young man, Brian Thomas, who is doing some amazing things. I am tired just thinking about it. Yeah. So <laughs> welcome to the show, Brian. Now, first and foremost, you have to start with your story. You got to tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got here. Um, but I am going to ask you a lot of questions about <laughs> what you're doing and why this month is so special and then what's coming up with your ultra marathon. Okay. so. Yeah. First of all, you are just like the coolest guy ever and you've accomplished so much, but you didn't start out on, you know, the path to success right off the bat. So mm. talk to me a little bit about your school years and what things were like for you in the early days. Well, the beautiful thing is like right before we started the interview, I seen some pictures that my auntie had taken of me when I was younger and she was a photographer. But it just reminded me of like how my aunt and my mom were both like very like intellectually brilliant. And I've always like aspired to, to, to be smart. Um, however, I found myself, um, found myself when I hit like kindergarten, realizing that I was different from all the other kids um, when everybody like started learning to read and comprehend um, language, arts, and different things of that nature, I, I started seeing that I was slowly like falling behind. Yeah. And eventually that culminated to me being tested and being put in away from all of my friends and being put into special education um, classrooms. And um, at that time, that was like very rough because I didn't know the thing mentally that I know now like don't compare you know run your own race you know what yeah. I mean like I was all all the way comparing my brother was in my opinion and still is a genius my mm -hmm. sister was intellectually like just brilliant and here I am I felt like what would be the, like the rut of the family what I could do was like make people laugh and like I was creative like I just had all of this energy but when it came to like what I considered what really mattered, which was brilliance, because I thought that was how I was going to take care of my take care of my myself and my family one day, I was falling behind. And so, um, you know, my upbringing, where well, you could you could say it was full with like like un un unknowingly, I had like these. Uh, I had I was neurodiverse, and um, I also was homeless. Uh, at, at a period of time when I was also going through, you know, being in special like the special education program in the Atlanta public school system. So that was rough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was really rough. And I, I remember days where, you know, just to get to school, we would we would have to, um, you know, take the public public transit. And like that was just me and my brother at that young age. We, we had to grow up really fast. Definitely had to grow up really fast. But I had some strong, strong women in my life and we knew we was going through some rough times. But I I, I would I pulled my inspiration from my mom, my auntie, and my grandmother. So we just got through it. <laughs> and they held it all together for you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And they yeah. always believed in you. You know, what my grandmother, my grandmother, uh 
she's literally the strongest person that I know. Like, and I'm not, I'm not saying that just because she's a part of my family. This, this being, you know, Black History Month, um, she was an activist and, you know, she stood up for, you know, human rights in, the, in my, my hometown, city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. We wouldn't have the city government that we have today in my in my hometown if it wasn't for my grandmother. So all through, you know, me going through all of that, she's a constant voice that always preached to me. You know, you can do anything that you put your mind to. You can do anything that you put your mind to. And she said it enough to where it stuck nice. really tight in my heart, you know. Well, I love the saying on your shirt. The audience can't see it, but it's, <laughs> it says van life, but V-A-N is victory above negativity. I love mm-hmm. it. Thank I love you. It. <laughs> and, you know, we have something in common, which mm-hmm. is that we're both neurodiverse and mm-hmm. I also am dyslexic and I'm older mm-hmm. than you are. But our parents, we they didn't know what that meant. Right. They didn't know about neurodiversity. They didn't know about you know, dyslexia or whatever, but we both shared sort of a, the same backgrounds. Like I grew up on welfare and from a single parent also. And, you know, but we had mothers who just encouraged us and let us be ourselves. And that's the key, you know, and I also was close with my grandmother too. So I just love your story. I identify with it so much. But if I could be real, I, I definitely want to be real because I know you got a you got some amazing parents in the audience, and I think I want to highlight the, like the resilience of my mom. Um, I was really angry with her when she allowed me to to go to, you know, a special education and even to get tested. Very very angry, and it and it was simply be, it didn't really have anything to do with her. It was more so about like the social implications of what that meant in school I would all of my friends would I want it was no way that I could hide they would be walking we would be walking down the hallway together and suddenly you know Brie Brie would split to the right and all of them would continue going straight right and that division you know it broke me having it broke me you know you know, Bree, there's a lot of conversation about labeling and whether mm. labeling is a good thing or not a good thing. And, mm. you know, how important is it to have to have diagnoses and, you know, you need it for accommodations, but it also can do a lot of damage sometimes, too. And I totally respect your position on that. Yeah. And, I know for myself, I didn't get labeled until I was in college. And I think Mm -hmm. because of that, I just kept going with my education and Mm -hmm. it might've been different for me. If I got labeled, I might've got stuck, you know? So it it is hard to know what the right thing to do is, Mm -hmm. but but you didn't get stuck though, because Mm -hmm. you achieved anyway, you just kept going. I would say I would say, you know, at that time I was too young to really understand what was going on, you know. And like you said, our parents didn't really know, like, you know, that thank God my mom knew to allow me to get tested. I now I appreciate that now hindsight looking back. But at the time I didn't know. So, but what what in turn started to happen is that once I did, I moved, I moved away from Atlanta and I moved to my other grandmother's house, who was amazing. <laughs> but I chose because of my, you know, because of what happened in, I was like, you know what? I'm in a new state. I ain't telling nobody about this. Yeah. I'm not saying nothing. If, you know, if they find out, I'm just going to deny it. Right. And so what, what ended up happening is now I'm back in the regular classrooms and we having to read. Most of the time I could dodge it, but now, you know, we're doing this round robin and the teacher points to me and now I have to read Mm -hmm. and the same thing all, all again, you know? So 
what I end up what I end up doing was getting very sophisticated on how to like get out of having to read in front of people. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, and I and and I stayed the course, and I was able to graduate middle school. Was able to graduate high school as Mr. Brainerd. Right, that's like that's the high school I went to, Brainerd High School in Chattanooga, Tennessee. But I was Mr. Brainerd mm-hmm. with with neurodiversity, and then I. I even also got accepted to one of the most selective schools in the country, which is Berea College. Still having issues with 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 uh, with with reading, writing, and, and, and things of that nature. Um, and I I I can only attribute it to God in 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 my my upbringing, like just not being willing to quit, not mm-hmm. running running from uncomfortable situations, staying in the midst of the in the midst of the storm and finding my way out. Well, I think it's fascinating that early in the conversation with me, you said something about running your own race because mm. you are racing. You're a racer. And that's kind of what you do. <laughs> and so it's you took that like literally to the end right i mean mm-hmm. you literally are running your own race for neurodiversity and mm-hmm. i just love that um where where did you end up um why did you end up going into the military you know where did that turn for you okay so i graduated from berea college which is one of the first schools to educate blacks and whites during slavery. The beautiful thing about Berea is everybody on campus, all of the students do about 70% of all the work that the campus needs needs done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I had the privilege of working in events. I was an event specialist. I was setting up events and different things like that. But that allowed me to graduate with a job in my field. And I worked mm-hmm. at a, I got a job at another college. But I realized is that here comes that here comes that neurodiversity comes creeping back up. I start getting exposed in the marketplace, like yeah. with the same things, you know. And so, so, so I just realized I'm like, man, like I really would like to pursue what I'm passionate about. If I'm going to have to go through this, like some of these same struggles, if 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 I'm going to get exposed, I would I rather. I'd rather do something that I strongly love to do. And at that time, what I what I wanted to do was be on stages and and and, and, and entertaining people with music and mm-hmm. dancing and things like that. So I walked into I walked into uh, my boss at the time's office and I was like, hey, um, I really appreciate the opportunity, but I want to pursue music and I'm putting in my two weeks. She's like, seriously? I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, I mean. My, you know, it's it's just that that belief. And at that time, I had graduated college with with a learning disability that too many people didn't know about. I was like, if I can do that, I can do anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I was like, well, I'm, I'm I'm leaving. But what happened was, is I left, and I did not know how to get to the point of yeah. of building a career and being an entrepreneur. So what happened was. I found a, a gentleman in my life who was who was a, a recruiter for the Navy. And um, he was just telling me about all of the benefits of being in the military. And I was like, you know what? That sounds like a a thing that I'm I'm pretty passionate about service and mm-hmm. standing up for things that I believe in. Okay, there we go. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm a I'm a, I'm gonna be in the Navy. And so I I joined. <laughs> so there's that typical impulsivity, right? Mm. That so many of us have. Plus, did you know at the time that you still hadn't figured out the tools that you needed to as a neurodiverse young adult to be successful? I mean, did you no. see that yet? I I literally, I still did. I knew that I had an IEP when I was in school, right? I didn't really even understand the terminology of, of, of what all I had mm-hmm. at that time. Even in the day, I still I didn't still did not know the terminology because at, at that time, to me, to graduate college, which 
was impossible at one time in my mind because who was saying you can't read or never do this. So I just did the impossible. I'm highly functioning in my mind. I'm highly functioning. Right, I right. didn't have no tools. <laughs> like, right. like in my but but in my mind though, and it's this. I'm just gonna brute force my way. Yeah. Figure out you you figure out what I what I needed and um. Nah, to answer your questions, nah, man. I did. I didn't even. I I I didn't even know the side effects of being ADHD or dyslexic. I I didn't know. I didn't know that. You know, I didn't know anything about the impulsivity. I just thought I had had good energy and people liked me. And everybody right. else said the same thing. It's like Rihanna's always full of good energy. And I yep. said, yeah, I am. You know. I think I'll try that now. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm gonna go do that now. What's I the worst that can happen? <laughs> so I totally feel you. Think I'm gonna start a podcast now. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go do that Facebook group now. I think yeah. I'm gonna write a book now. <laughs> right? I mean, said, that's me. That's yeah. your last. I think I'm gonna start another company now. <laughs> I drive my husband crazy. So if we're people like us, we're hard to live with. Mm. So. So this is mm. so cool. So how was the military for you? <laughs> um, okay. Let's say this. And this is a tip. This is a typical neurodiverse answer. Now that I think about it, but the relationships that I built and the experiences that I had were amazing. Yeah. Right. But the structure of it, oh my lord, yeah. like, like I I did not, I didn't, I didn't know what all was going on up here, but that environment stretched me to my limits mm. to where it 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 was it 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 it, it pretty much broke me. I'm not I can't like 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 I thought college was like the most trying thing, but when you have an environment where your your sleep patterns are being disturbed, your ideas about like um I don't want this is this is military. Your ideas about there's no freedom. There's no freedom. You you got to do everything on their timetable. And then you also dealing with the fact that there's threats that on your life, like, and you are also being involving yourself in things where you may be harming people. And me, I've always been said to be this joyful ball of energy. I've never, that, you know, I I accepted the idea, you know, you're going military, like you might lose, I, I accepted that. But when you get sleep deprived, you're trying to figure out how to hide the not not hide, but like how to maintain um your your effectiveness in in the structured environment, all of these different pressures, it 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 it, it became too, 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 too much overwhelming. Like um luckily though, like everything else, I started out struggling. And I kept going, and I start I start winning awards. Mm-hmm. Most improved. Um, I got a I got a NAM, a National Medal of Honor. Like, um, yep. that's the that's that's the and this is and I'm still you know what I think the beautiful thing about neurodiversity is I don't think there's ever going to be a moment where you you fully comprehend yourself and your your mind. As a whole, like I, which means I'm still finding out tools, you know. And at that at that time, like it was like I was, it was stretching me, but I was finding out other things that I could do, other parts of myself. Um, but it definitely it definitely took a toll. That was, that that experience caught up to me, and it and it um it kind of it kind of broke me. Definitely, it it did. Did you did you have any mentors? Did you was there anybody that kind of took you under their wing? No. No. Um, 
you know the effects the effects of being being neurodiverse sometimes can have have broken relationships mm-hmm. and sometimes those broken relationships could be with people in authority and power so i start i didn't know it but i was being hazed and when you're hazed by somebody in authority, other people around that know what's going on, even if you're oblivious to it, it's like, hey, I'm going to stay away from whatever that is because, yeah. like, I don't want to, so, like, mentors, things of that nature, they, if they wanted to help me, it would be, like, on the side, they'll pull me aside and just like, hey, you know, you know, get more organized. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay. But on the other hand, I was like, but how? Oh, I mean, how do I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I'll do that. Y'all really want to, like? Uh, oh my exactly. god! Exactly, you're right. Wow. Okay, so then you get out of the navy, mm-hmm. and then yep. what's next for you? Who? What's next for me was. <laughs> was uh, getting up, like rediscovering who I was, comprehending what I was feeling mentally, like getting answers. Because I, when I, when I got out of it, it was like I had a readjustment period. I had to, that was, that was, everything is new. I'm assuming when some people, like you said, you, you found out your diagnosis when you was in college. Those first couple months after finding that out, it's almost you got to relook at your whole life and be like, okay, oh, that's why I did that in the first grade. That's why, you know what I'm saying? And so so when I got home from the military, it's like I had I had a readjustment period. I was I was depressed. I was really over overly anxious. Mm. And the only thing that felt right was kind of being outside and looking in nature and like just the truest, rawest things about life made sense to me, you know, and brought me peace. Like seeing birds, it's like, oh man, that's dope. You know, and, you know, taking walks and running, that was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that that, that that was me kind of rediscovering, just just not just rediscovering like who I was. Um, and so in that period of time, I started reading or listening to audiobooks. And I read, I listened to one called Peaks and Valleys. And it was it was so profound to say uh to get to a peak, um to 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 get to a peak, you gotta find the truth in the bad time. So I, was, I started applying. I was like, so what is my truth right now? What am I happy? What am I grateful for? Mm-hmm. Those questions just led me to, to self-discovery, looking up neurological videos online, finding a community. And 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 it, and it really led me to running. Yeah. That was that was and I'm, I got I got goosebumps right now, but like it's reliving it in my mind right now. It's like that was that was one of the most beautiful times of my life and hardest, but it was beautiful at, at the same time because I I read this I, I found out who I actually was, if that makes sense. Yeah, and then some good things started happening for you. You started to make some good things happen for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean now you've got so many things. So I could, I I need to go through them all, but I'm so excited. (laughs) So tell me about the, the, the live five ultra. So, so, so it's the, the one in five ultra. I've seen a statistic that one out of every five kid was born with a learning disability. And um, I know we don't use that terminology, but at the time I, I didn't know the neurodiversity. So one in five is just a statistic that I was like, people need to know this. I'm going to make a logo out of it and I'm going to call a, a run this so that people can ask that question. What is one in five? What is one in five? Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> and so and so um another another audio book I read was this guy named um um Dean Carnassian. He was about 30 years old. He fed up with his job and he just took off running. And one night he ran 30 miles. And then that day forward, he became one of the best runners in the entire world, right? And so I was like, oh my God, that sounds so exciting. I'm going to do that. <laughs> and there goes that impulsivity again. Yeah. That sounds it's, great. Why don't we try yeah. that? Yeah. And so, so, by, by this time when I said I'm going to do this, I had I had started a, a transportation company. Um, um, ex, I was doing expediters, see him expediters, right? And so I was I was delivering freight all over the country. And when I decided, you know, I'm gonna do what Dean did. Um, when I drop off my like my freight, I would go out for runs. And th- these runs, I'm from Tennessee, Chattanooga, right? Um, I'm from the South, but I might deliver a load to uh, Detroit. And now I'm at the at the Great Lakes. So I'm running miles out here training, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, this is having these beautiful, I'm in Washington State running miles, right? In Seattle, it's running all over the country with the goal to run 120 miles in 24 hours. That's that impulsivity again we talk about, right? Yeah. I heard, I heard that, um, Dean and other people was running hundreds of miles. I said, "You, if I give myself 365 days, I should be able to do the same thing that these professional athletes." <laughs> Why, <laughs> right? not? Why not? Well, I mean, I can do this, right? <laughs> Why, not? <laughs> Why not? So, 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 while I was doing my business, I would take time out to train. And so I would drop off a load, I would run some miles. Drop off a load, run some miles. To, to the point where we built all the way up, 365 days later, June the 25th of 2021, I, I set up to attempt to run from Atlanta to Chattanooga in 24 hours. And I made it 86 miles of the 120-mile goal in sandals. And when you talk about... I don't honestly even know what all happened to my 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 neurodiversity in that run, but I can tell you, like 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 the the uh, grandiose thoughts that might come from it. Yeah. Oh, for me, I, it just felt it just if it felt as though what we may think is grandiose may not so much be if we are willing to go through the necessary training to make things happen. And I felt that all over me while I was running that ultra marathon, um, the first time. And, um, I, 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 that run was an absolution of what my grandmother drilled in me when I was a kid, that you can do anything that you put your mind to. And now I add something to it. You can do anything you put your mind to, no matter what type of brain you have. Mm. That's that's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. Why did you call it "See Him Expediters"? Ah, uh, so 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 so. In college, I was taking a marketing class, and we got to we, we was doing this lesson where um, they were talking about most companies choose their branding based off the three things that they do best, right? They 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 found they find out these three things. And so I went home that day. I'm like, all right, Kyle, like, like, what are my three things? Like I I don't know what I, I like to do a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. But what, what's the top three? And so I I felt as though I received back after just kind of living out that question is that I serve S, engage, E, Encourage E, so S E E, um, and so that's the C, and then I, I then it's like I see if they're gonna look at anything, I want them to look at you know God, like because I feel like we, um, I'm a Christian by the way, so uh, our good works is to give light to our heavenly Father, so yeah, 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 yeah. so so see see him expediters, it was it was. 
ex, 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 expediter is what I do in advance. So I'm like, if I do a great job for your company, if I provide a, an amazing service for, for your company, it's not for you to give praise to me, but it's to give praise to my father because he wanted your product to get there on time. Careful, yeah. safe. You know what I'm saying? So that's what see him expedite is. So what gave you the idea to take that and start training other individuals with disabilities to have mm-hmm. their own successful businesses? Because that, that, that goes, that takes you from being a wonderful person and a successful person mm-hmm. to just like knocking it out of the park, like just mm-hmm. like to the moon, you know? So where did that come from? I mean, you, you're the guy with a million ideas and you mm-hmm. execute on everything. You do. <laughs> you do. But, but where did you come up with that idea to start helping people become entrepreneurs themselves? Because I got to tell you, entrepreneurship is the answer for many people with disabilities because there's no jobs out there and the mm-hmm. discrimination is mm-hmm. still really mm-hmm. like by far the mm-hmm. biggest impediment mm-hmm. to employment for people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and, and if you are a person of color and a person with a disability, oh. you are doubly screwed. Let's just call it Come what on. it is, you know? So, you you got this idea. Where did it come from? So my story, when I started my company, I knew I was, I knew I was neurodiverse. I also knew that, that I could get attention. I've always got attention. I had a lot of energy, whatever you put in front of me, I'm going to figure out a way to get it done. Right. There's a challenge though, when it comes to business, because there's an organizational factor, especially in the logistics industry. Everybody wants things on time and they want it efficiently and they want it right. So my thought starting out was, okay, cool. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like Ted Turner. Ted Turner had these great ideas. He was a person with a bunch of energy, but he was able to build a team of vendors around the things that he was not so good at. So in my right. mind, I'm like, oh yeah, cool, cool, cool. That's what exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the Ted Turner of cargo vans, right? That's a, in my mind, right? So I'm like, I'm going for it. This is what I found though. A lot of the vendors that I was looking or hoping that would come around me, in marketing, there's this term where, where there's a strategy where you 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 build your products and your services for an ideal customer. Mm-hmm. Or a target market. We know these, you know what I mean? So I start realizing though that neurodiverse entrepreneurs was nobody's target market in my particular space. But not just in my space, but pretty much all upstart startup entrepreneurs. No, the information that was being shared on how to build your business, how to go about getting um, accountants, how to build a team. That information was taught in a framework that was not conducive to the one in five culture that, that I'm a part of and the people that I also that I know. So I'm like, right. we have to do like, like I'm, my, my business struggle and I know it's hundreds and hundreds. If one in five kids are born under this, that mean, that mean, that mean potentially is. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs that are a part of that one neurodivergency and, and, and they are going through the same struggles that I'm finding by not being anybody's target market in entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. So I, so my thing was, it's like, all right, Bree, we got to do something about this. And so, so, so uh, I just start sharing what I know. I start sharing what I know. Um, you know, the beauty, one of the most beautiful things that happened to me in this, right? 
man, man, this man. You know, if, the, if you know, there's some things in life that's like, you know what, God, if that's what you called me to do, this would have been worth it, yo. Yeah. This man came to my DM, direct message for those of you that that's not on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> right? But African-American man came to my came to my direct messenger and he said, man, I'm inspired by what you do. I can't read either. I've been struggling to try to pass my CDL test because at that time I was showing everybody openly like a reality show. Hey, I'm training for my CDL test. I've taken it seven times. Um, I've taken it five times and I still haven't passed it, but I'm not giving up, right? Yep. Commercial driver's license for those of you who don't know what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that inspired another person to come let me know, hey, I see your struggle. And I know, I, I seen how bad it's hurting you. It hurt me like yep. that. I've been trying to get mine for two years and I can't. And he said some colorful language, right? <laughs> but he said, man, forget that test. But just for him to have, for, for, for me to be a canvas, for him to have a space to share that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yo, like, yes. Yes, God, it's worth, like, yes, that's. Because I, I know it's how... It's so I, worth it. It's you know, all about those community connections. It's all about that. It's all about making that community connection. And that's really... It has nothing to do with business. Yes. But, the, but everything comes. All the business comes later. But it has nothing to do with business. But then, and... Uh, Ooh, I like this. I like this. I like this, right? I like this so much because I read this. Well, I, I, I keep saying I read. I'm an audible learner, right? Yeah. So I listened. I hear <laughs> I you. <laughs> I, I listened to this book called A Story Brand. Mm-hmm. He describes entrepreneurship and business as service. Service, service being Whoever your customer is, your goal is to help that person become the superhero of their own story. And as the business owner, our job is to play Yoda in their Luke Skywalker journey. Mm -hmm. When 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 I got that paradigm of what entrepreneurship business was, it showed me that being a nice person and being of service was what business is initially supposed to be built on. Right. And and, and at the point where I'm providing enough value where this, this person is willing to pay me for the experiences that they had, that's when I start to generate profits and income. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that that person that came to my direct messenger and told me that information that he probably ain't told too many other people in his life. Yeah. At that moment, he was in power. And if, and if, and if Dark Vader was standing in front of him, <laughs> Dark Vader would have a chance. And we was able to play a role in that by helping him find the force. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so I, I just think that 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 is what true entrepreneurship is based on. That's very powerful. That's very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so now you have a little army of entrepreneurs, cargo vanpreneurs. Mm. I love it. I love mm. it. And you are, so you're doing this event on June 25th. Mm-hmm. Where you're going to try again to get from Atlanta, Georgia to Chattanooga, Tennessee, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's how many miles is that? 120 miles. 120 miles in sandals. In sandals. Because you're crazy, <laughs> but you're going to do it. I know you're going to do it. 
And you're doing it to raise awareness and Mm -hmm. money Mm -hmm. for neurodiversity and Mm -hmm. for your your project, your cargo Mm -hmm. vanpreneur project, because Mm -hmm. you are trying to get people of people with disabilities, neurodiverse people set up in their own businesses Mm -hmm. and you're helping them get trained Mm -hmm. because they need tools, right? Because we talked Mm -hmm. about that. Like you don't come Mm -hmm. out of school with the tools that you need to just get through day-to-day life, never mind run a business. Mm, and that's good. so we all know, because like it took me seven years to get my college degree. And I'm mm-hmm. really, I'm smart. I'm really brilliant, actually. I went to law school. It was really hard. <laughs> but, you know, and then I got an MBA after that. Like school is not my friend. Not my but friend. But that's your ultra, ultra marathon, though. Right? But... After that seven years in college, Mm -hmm. um, I finally got the tools that I needed to figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, I didn't get that until that point, you know? So, Mm -hmm. but you're raising awareness and money so that people are set up right to get it, to get it together, to get to get out there and to be successful. And um, Mm -hmm. I mean, if it doesn't sound like weird to say it, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And like, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. What can I, what can I do? Cause I'm in your corner. I'm (laughs) here for you. So I'm so excited for you. And like, I'm cheering you on. And I am, this is amazing. Yeah. What you're doing. I, w- I would like so for the audience um, and anybody that would like to, you know, see it and then also donate or get involved. Right. Uh, um, our goal this year is a thousand, a thousand neurodiverse entrepreneurs, a thousand neurodiverse entrepreneurs. And what we what what I what I what I, what we want to do is provide them with like just the basic services that I feel like is going to help them. Um, monetize and automate like they're a brand right a brand or a business um services services like virtual like having a virtual assistant like that's something that for for a person that may have you know issues type writing or spelling um different different um business plans or different things they can have somebody that is proficient in that area expert that can kind of ease them ease them through how to take their idea and cultivate it into a service or a product. Right. Sure. So that's, 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 that's a major thing that we're doing um, is, is raise, raising money. And we're working with uh, companies that service entrepreneurs all throughout the country um, with virtual assistance. And so our goal is to work with them and come up with a price and a price point where we can service and have, have packages for, a thousand entrepreneurs that's um, neurodiverse as well. Since there's nobody really targeting us, um, I, my whole thing is like create an environment where we are targeted with this with these types of services. Um, so yeah. if you are if you are interested in helping us, um, helping people get get these get these different tools, um, you can you can go on um, see him. That's S E E H I M dot enterprises with an s that's our website um you can go on there and um email us you can email us at brion that's b-r-e-o-n at cm.enterprises right and um just let us know like we'll send you some more information about the about our our particular endeavors and our run. And uh, we'd love to build a relationship with you and communicate with you exactly, you know, our vision and what we, what we um, have done already and what other needs we have An immediate need though, if I can, um, my team, I have a running coach with like a, he's a paramedic. He's um, he landscapes the course out for me that the whole cost for that is about, um, is about five, 5,000 for him to actually come down with his team and help me um, 
do all of the things so that I don't die out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's very important. <laughs> I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so just to do the race, that's about 5,000. And then I personally have um, an administrative assistant just for the race because I have, I do have my other business and um, things that I'm doing with training. <laughs> like, so a lot of the administrative things I had to kind of get a team. So, um, but all of that together is about 8,000. So that's our immediate need just to make sure that uh, the race is presented in a, in a very real and um, professional way. Yeah. I, I really want to like have, have a, uh, a, a product or a service that people can be proud of. Right. Like mm-hmm. there's been plenty of runners. I knew about a guy, he raised about $300,000 in Nashville. I think he ran from one city to, to the next. Wow. Like, like, like neurodiversity should have an opportunity to have, have, a, a an event that we can pull for from and say, you know what, we we do care. Like there yeah. are people that care about, you know what I'm saying? We can champion this this cause. So um right. that, that's the goal. So our media need is eight thousand, but we are definitely looking to build like a strong foundation with that eight so that we can, you know, get to one, those larger numbers and um really put neurodiversity in the front of the conversation um in the culture, man. Yeah. Well, we're going to have all of those links in our show notes. Okay. And uh, we are going to get this show out there so that people will connect, connect with you and follow you and follow along with the race. And I will do my part to help you meet mm-hmm. that goal. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I forgot about one thing. <laughs> um, I, June, June, no, no, no. June the 25th is the ultra marathon, but February the 22nd, I'll be releasing a uh, hip hop song quantifying my experience of growing up as, as, as a neurodiverse um, individual. The song, the music video is very beautiful. It's going to be something that you can share with 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 your kids or somebody that that you know maybe of maybe of another culture or maybe hip hop maybe younger and you want to have a conversation about neurodiversity this song this video will be an opportunity to build common ground right yeah. to open up these types of conversations um so that'll be coming out um February the 22nd um, you can you can find it you can find it on um, YouTube, which is Cargo Van Panur, um, Cargo Van P R E. Oh yeah, you gonna have a link. I'm sorry, yeah, you gonna have a link below. Yeah, we're gonna have the link up, and um, okay. So your this show's gonna air um, on the 23rd, so it'll be the next day. Um, so that's awesome. <laughs> So the timing could not be better. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yes. That's so, amazing. so this show will air and your song will have dropped the day before. So mm-hmm. everybody go check it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. It's one of the most beautiful, creative experiences I've ever had in my life. I was scouting out the location for two years passing it by like I'm gonna do something right there and I would go and I'm gonna do something right there and then finally it just made sense and we filmed a very beautiful aesthetically pleasing visual for everybody to enjoy. Wow Brie I can't wait to hear it and okay. I can't wait to see you race and I can't wait to get all of this information out to all of our listeners and I'm just so excited for you. So thank you so much for all you do for the community. Thank, Thank you, you for being you. It's Thank great you to meet you. Me. It's so <laughs> great to talk to you today. And mm-hmm. I'll be in touch. This is not okay. the last time that you and I are going to be talking, okay? Okay, okay. Man, this is awesome. Thank you. All right. Talk soon. Have a All great right. night. Bye. Oh, you too. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. 
I just wanted to take a second to say how much I appreciate you taking the time to listen to these podcasts. I'm having a blast doing them, and I hope that you're finding the content to be what you were really hoping. If you are, please take a second to leave a rating and a review. It's so helpful in getting this content out to people who really need to hear it. Thank you so much.